Hello and welcome to Walk by Faith with Diana. I'm Diana Abercrombie and I'm so excited that you're here. I can't wait to see where God takes us on this journey. My goal for this podcast is to dig into God's Word, allow the Holy Spirit to speak to us, and teach us how to apply His Word to our lives, and then turn around and help others in their faith walk. You know, Jesus said in Matthew 4.4, It is written that man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God. I don't think we can live it if we don't know it. I want us to dig into God's Word, pick the Scripture apart, and allow the Holy Spirit to teach us how to apply it in our lives. Again, thank you so much for being here with me. Let's start walking, shall we? everybody. Thank you so much for joining me today on another podcast episode of Walk by Faith with Diana. Today we are going to continue in our study of Elijah and we're going to be in 1 Kings chapter 17. We're going to pick up on um, what we were talking about last week when we were in the first six verses and we're going to start out in verse 7 today. But before we do, let me do a little bit of a summary of what we talked about last week in that Elijah Elijah came on the scene. Um, We had not heard of Elijah up until this point, but he was a prophet of God. And he came on the scene and told King Ahab that there was going to be no rain for a period of time. Um, And that was significant at that time because they were worshiping the God that they called Baal, the false God that they called Baal. And Baal was the, um, was known for being the one who provided the rain and the plentiful harvests. And, um, so he was, he was given credit for that instead of God. And God sent Elijah to tell King Ahab that no, I will decide when it's going to rain and there isn't going to be any rain for a period of time. So that was significant. It took a lot of courage and strength for Elijah to do that. And then we talked about how God pulled him away and sent him to the brook of Cherith and provided for him there, um, sent the ravens to feed him and allowed him to drink from the brook of Cherith and just how God took care of him. And today I want to pick up on that a little bit. We're going to start in verse seven and just talk about um, what it looks like to trust God when you're not really sure what's going to happen next and what Elijah did and how God provided yet again. So it's interesting and I am very excited to get started with it. But before we do, let's pray, always inviting the Holy Spirit to come join us. Lord, we come to you today as we are getting ready to dig into your word, um, asking you, Holy Spirit, to touch us, enlighten us, help us to see you, help us hear you, help us to receive you, to receive your word, um, that we would be able to learn it, memorize it, understand it, um, and understand how to apply it in our lives. It's so important that we can look at the scripture that is provided to us and be able to see how we can use that scripture uh, to apply it in our own lives. I'm very grateful, Lord, that your word is so alive in our lives. I pray for each person 
who is listening to this podcast today, you know why they're here. You know everything about them. You know what is going on in their lives. You know if their brook seems to be drying up. You know that, Lord. And I lift them up. I pray, Holy Spirit, that you would touch us and help us to just focus on you today, that any distractions would just be blocked, that they would not be able to come in. Help us to be hungry for what you have for us today. Thank you for this time that we're able to dig in and study your word. Bless each person again, Lord, I pray that they would just receive a message from you today that it's undeniable came from Almighty God. Thank you for being right here with us as we dig into your word. In Jesus' name, amen. So let's go ahead and start reading because I love to start reading God's word and then just kind of stop and pick it apart as we go. And I really enjoy that because I don't want to miss anything. Um, It's important to me in my life to be able to take God's word and understand how it can be used in my life today because it can. It's alive and it's uh, living and it's, it's applicable in our lives today. So let's start reading in verse 7. It happened after a while that the brook dried up because there was no rain in the land. So let's talk about that verse for a minute because that verse really packs a powerful punch when you think about it. It says that it happened after a while. So we know that Elijah was called away after he delivered the message to King Ahab. God called him away and told him to go um, and stay at the brook of Cherith and drink from it and that he would feed him, that he would send the ravens to feed him. So whatever time frame there was in that, after a while, the brook dried up. Now, I think it's interesting that it says that the brook dried up. It didn't say the brook is drying up. It didn't say Elijah saw that the brook was drying up. It says that after a while, the brook dried up. So if you think about that in your in our own lives, let's, let's see what that can look like. How often are we doing what is in obedience to the Lord. He calls us away to a place where he is providing for us. Um, Elijah may very well have been getting comfortable there. There was a drought going on, but he was faring pretty well through it all. Um, So he may very well have been getting comfortable there and just kind of in his mind thinking, okay, I'm, I'm good here until this drought thing ends. But God said, After a while, the brook dried up. So sometimes in our lives, what we're looking at as the provision of God, and it is in fact the provision of God, is not going to always be that particular thing for always. There are times when God is going to take us to a place, and in that place, he's going to provide for us there until it's time to go. Now, in verse 7, it says that after a while, the brook dried up. So since we know that God was going to provide for Elijah and he has now allowed the brook to dry up, then there's something else there that Elijah is going to need to do. And I 
pray in our own lives that we can look at it that way. Now, I don't know. Elijah may very well have looked and saw that the brook was drying up. No doubt he could see it. Um, I don't, I wouldn't imagine that he came out there and just one day it was completely gone. I don't know. Um, but either way, I can imagine that when the brook dried up, Elijah may very well have been thinking, um, okay, Lord, now what? But it's interesting that it says that it happened after a while that the brook dried up and then because there was no rain in the land. Now we know that because there was a drought, but let's look at verse 10. So he arose. Actually, let's look at verse 9 first. Arise, go to Zarephath, which belongs to Sidon. Now verse 8 is just saying that the word of the Lord came to him saying, and verse 8 is coming after the brook is dried up. So sometimes what looks like a really bad situation is just a situation where God is getting ready to move again. Now, in, a, in my mind, I can imagine how Elijah's standing there thinking, okay, there's no water. And God's word had, had not come to him yet. But after a while, the brook dried up because there was no rain in the land. And then verse eight, then the word of the Lord came to him. So the brook dried up, then the word of the Lord came to him. It's important to remember that. I don't want you to miss that because sometimes what we're fixated on is the thing that God has provided for us rather than the God who provided it. So God provided that water. God provided the raven to feed Elijah and God will provide for him when both of those things are gone. So be very careful. And I have to do this in my own life because I, I so often just look at what, what I want to look at, but we can't look at the thing that is provided instead of the God that provided it. We have to stay focused on the God who provides, not the thing that he provides. We're to be grateful for the thing that he provides, but we're to focus on him and be obedient to him and be aware of him. In verse nine, it says, arise, go to Zarephath, which belongs to Sidon and stay there. Now we're going to stop there for a second because he told Elijah to arise. So in other words, he's saying to him, it's time to get up. You can't stay here anymore. I've provided for you here. The brook is now dried up. It's You have to get up. I want you to get up out of this situation that I've provided for you in, but it's time to do something different. How often do we not want to do that? I'm encouraging you today to remember that if God is providing for you in your current situation, God has provided for you in your past situations, God will provide always in the situation, whatever it is, past, present, and future, God will provide. And in this situation, he was telling Elijah, okay, get up. It's time to move from here. It's time to get up from here. And then he told him to go. So he said, Elijah, get up and go. You can't stay here. Now, I 
many times in my life want to just stay where I know God's providing for me. I'm good right here. Just leave me alone. I'm good right here. And God's like, no, the provision's done here. We're moving on. Don't miss that. It's so important to be aware and to trust that God is going to provide, whether it's in the situation you're in or whether it's one that he's leading to leading you into either way God will provide but when God says it's time to get up we have to be willing to get up there's no more provision for him there he's let the brook dry up God will do the same in our lives when it's time for us to move on when it's time for us to get up then the provision that we have drawn so accustomed to will not be a blessing anymore we have to be able to listen to God and allow him to move us when he says move now let's look at the rest of verse 9 It says, arise, go to Zarephath, which belongs to Sidon, and stay there. So he's telling him to get up, go, and stay where he tells him to stay. Those are the three things that we have to remember. When God says, get up, get up. When God says go, go. When God says to stay, then stay. We can trust him in that because he knows the end from the beginning. He knew exactly what was going to happen here with Elijah. He knew when he was going to have Elijah speak to King Ahab. He knew what King Ahab's response was going to be. He knew that he was going to send him to a brook and have him provided for there and have him fed by the ravens. He knew the time frame that that he was going to allow that to go on. And then he knew the next thing that he had for Elijah to do. And he told Elijah to arise and go and then stay where he tells him to stay. And he says, listen, or behold, I have commanded a widow there to provide for you. So God's already working in the situation that he is sending Elijah to. He says, I have commanded a widow there to provide for you, just as he commanded a raven. Now, it's very interesting that that he commanded a widow because it's my understanding that back in those days, most of the time, widows had to be provided for. They weren't considered people who would be providing for you. They had to be provided for. So in other words, they wouldn't be doing the providing. They would be provided for. Um, And in this situation, God said that he commanded a widow, which is another miracle that God, only God, could do. He's like, Elijah, get up and go and stay. I've, I've commanded a widow to provide for you. Now, Elijah trusted God because he got up. It says... In verse 10, so he arose and went to Zarephath, and when he came to the gate of the city, behold, a widow was there gathering sticks, and he called to her and said, Please get me a little water in a jar that I may drink. Now he asked her for water first. He asked her to bring him a little bit of water first. Then in verse 11, as she was going to get it, He called to her and said, please bring me a piece of bread in your hand. So he asked for water first. Then he asked for bread. And in verse 12, but she said, as the Lord your God lives, I have no bread, only a handful of flour in the bowl and a little oil in the jar. Now, it's interesting that she said, as the Lord your God lives. 
So she knew Elijah as a prophet, and she said, As the Lord your God lives, I have no bread, only a handful of flour in the bowl and a little oil in the jar. And behold, I am gathering a few sticks that I may go in and prepare for me and my son that we may eat it and die. So if you look at it with this widow, she had kind of given up. She had just said, okay, I'm going to, this is going to be our last meal. I'm going to go ahead and make it. We're going to eat it. And then we're going to die. There's nothing. There's nothing left. How many times do we get in a place in our lives where we feel as if there's nothing left? There is nothing else we can do. There's nothing else we can say. There is just nothing. And then we can, we are approached or prompted in our spirit, something that God is moving. And we can sense that in our spirit and we just don't quite know what it is. So she said to him that she had nothing. And then in verse 13, and this is very good. Then Elijah said to her, do not fear. Listen, we are going to get in situations. There are going to be circumstances that are happening in our lives things that happen that will cause us to feel as if we need to give up. It may very well look like there's just nothing left to do and we need to give up. And then the Lord will say, do not fear. Get up, go, do as you have said. She was going to be doing something. And the Lord was saying through Elijah, go, do what you said you were going to do, but make a little bread cake from it first and bring it out to me. And afterward, you may make one for yourself and for your son. Now, she just said she only had enough to make some for herself and her son. But Elijah's telling her, make one for me first, and then you can make one for you and your son. And then in verse 14, Elijah said, for thus says the Lord God of Israel, the bowl of flour shall not be exhausted, nor shall the jar of oil be empty until the day that the Lord sends rain on the face of the earth. Now, now that is powerful because the widow had a choice right there to not do what Elijah was asking her to do. But if you look back up in verse nine, God said to Elijah to go because he has commanded a widow there to provide for him. Now, when we're reading this, it doesn't sound like she's been commanded to provide for him, or it doesn't sound like she knows that she's been commanded to provide for him. I love that because how many times has God already gone ahead and begun a work in a person's heart and in their mind and in my heart and in my mind that I don't even know he's done until a situation arises and only God could could work it the way it has been worked and only God could allow me to do what I've been able to do. Only God, only God could allow this woman to say, okay, I'm going to go make this bread for you and then we'll see what God does. Now, I love that because she took a step of faith right there and said, as the Lord your God lives, I don't have anything, but 
I will go do this. And that's what she did. And Elijah told her that the flour would not run out and the jar of oil would not empty until the day that the Lord sends rain on the face of the earth. I love that. God will provide. He says he will provide and he will provide. What we have to do is be willing to take a step of faith. Take that first step. Just step out. And see what God will do because he wants to show himself to us. He wants us to get up. He wants us to arise out of that situation that looks so bleak so that then he arises out of that situation and shows himself so powerful in those situations. Now in verse 15, it says, so she went and did according to the word of Elijah and she And he and her household ate for many days. I love that because God has done that in my own life. God has done that in my own life. There have been situations that my husband and I have been in over the years where God provided in a way that only he could provide, that God has touched the heart of someone who has given us something that they had no idea we needed, but God knew, and they didn't even know that they had been commanded to take care of us, but they did, and they took a step of faith, and they came to us and gave us whatever it was, and God provided for us. I have I have never seen a person who has taken a step out in faith and allowed God to do a work in their life. I've never seen him let anyone down. He doesn't always provide for us the way we are looking for it, but God will provide. That woman, when she got up that day and started to make the last little flour cake and use the last little bit of oil, she had no idea that she was going to be requested that day to feed another person. And yet God said to Elijah, I've commanded her to do it. So he had already begun a work in her. All she had to do was step out. I love that. I love that in my own life. God always provides. He is always there. Let's look at verse 16 because this is so powerful. The bowl of flour was not exhausted, nor did the jar of oil become empty according to the word of the Lord, which he spoke through Elijah. That is so powerful. She obeyed. She took a step of faith when it looked like it was absolutely hopeless. She took a step of faith. She provided for Elijah, God's man. She was obedient in that, and God provided for her. God will provide. He's powerful. He knows everything. He knows what we need. He knows when we need it, and he knows how we need it. My prayer for us this week as we close out this particular part of Elijah's story is that we are encouraged by this. That we look at Elijah as one who was sitting there knowing that a brook was getting ready to dry up, but trusted his God. And that we will do the same. That whatever situation we are finding ourselves in, that we will look at that situation knowing that maybe all of our resources are drying up. 
knowing that maybe we've done everything we can do, knowing that it's a very hurtful situation, whatever it might be, that we will look at that, see it, but also understand that God is bigger than that situation and that we need to trust him and be obedient. My prayer is that we would get up when he says get up, that we would go when he says go, that we would stay where he sends us until he tells us to do something differently, and that we would not be afraid. Elijah was not afraid to ask that widow to do what God had already told him that he had commanded her to do. God was not um in the business of having Elijah do something and then just dropping him and not letting it be done. God told Elijah to do something. Elijah did it. The woman had a choice as to whether or not she was going to listen and obey. She obeyed and God used that to provide for Elijah and her household, her household, the woman's household, until the drought ended. That's powerful. That's what God will do in our lives. Whatever drought we're in, whatever it is that we're walking through, God will provide for us until that drought ends. My encouragement is to have you dig into God's word. I'm encouraging you to do that. Allow God to speak to your heart. Ask the Holy Spirit to show you something as you walk through whatever the drought season is that you might be walking through. Know that I'll be lifting you up this week. Know that I will be thinking of this scripture and what it means and how I can apply it in my life. I pray that you will do the same. Um, Pray for me as this is not always easy for me. I like to be able to see whatever it is that's going on um, and see and know what the outcome is going to be. But I trust God and I know he's working and I'm so grateful for that. Uh, Thank you for being with me today, and um, I do pray that this is an encouragement to you. I love God's Word, and it's always encouraging to me. Um, Don't forget to visit the website, www.walkbyfaithwithdiana.com. Download the podcast, review the podcast, and leave some ratings there, um, some comments. When you're doing the Facebook page, I love to know what you're thinking. Um, Also, Don't forget to send me your prayer requests at walkbyfaithwithdiana at gmail.com. And you can also go on the website and fill out a form with prayer requests, and that will go directly to my email. So I love to pray for people, so please feel free to do that. Again, thank you for being with me today. And until we meet again, know that I will be praying for you as you walk by faith and not by sight.